0: moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Welcome back to the podcast. Today the show is brought to you by USG candidates. You guys listened to the show before. You've heard me rant about USG Canada. Howie Lee makes some of the best walkout gear on the planet. I don't know how he pulls this magic off, guys. But this is some of my old my old fight gear. But he gets your logos, your name, and everything. It's printed right into the fabric. I don't know how he does it. It's magic. But you don't have any heavy uh, patches or vinyl weighing down your shorts you, you keep everything light fresh it looks fantastic and it's in your face so hit up my guy Howie it's Howie at usgcanada.com or go check out their brand new website usgfightgear.com make a purchase and use the promo code final shot and you'll save 20% on your purchase and I'm going to put in a special word with my uh with Howie for my guest today if you guys are on YouTube, or this won't be on YouTube, my bad. If you're on Rumble watching this thing, you can see my guest. If you're not, my guest today is Mr. Freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Bigger. how's it going, man?
1: Going good, brother.
0: So, what's the what's the word on the streets that's going on right now?
1: Word on the streets here? Well, I'm just getting prepared to uh, go to uh, Florida and have a... Uh... Uh, jiu-jitsu match so i'm looking forward to trying out those shorts and uh maybe get some obscene things written on there because it's for a roofer and conference so it's a little different than what i've been doing lately doing uh doing lots of rallies uh we've got a bunch of new stuff coming up uh we're doing we're doing a live show in new Lisker and ontario we've got uh, several uh things booked for the uh, upcoming uh, summer for the uh, rallies we're doing for freedom it's gonna be amazing summer
0: <clears throat> so for the folks that are listening and watching this um you're kind of a prolific figure right now in the freedom movement with the painted face and the the flags and you you're you're very outspoken you're loud you like to talk and uh how did all of this come just from your you have instagram it's the best damn roofer on there you're that was a cool thing. But you transformed into a freedom man.
1: Yeah, so like so Like I have a lot of big followers in the States. So like I've been doing um, comedians or comedic uh, skits online with my roofing. Um, had, I had several different channels. I had the YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. So I had a collection of uh, American followers. Like That's where I really blew up. And when all this stuff was happening... All these american people started messing me, like you know big time they call me big time that's my catchphrase big time you need to be a people are down here like the canes are like what's happening to your country because it's all over the american media so i was actually snowboarding with my kids for the first time and i was like
0: i can't go in ottawa
1: i got like seven days butt at blue mountain i'm snowboarding like so i got home and uh me and my uh producer mark charbonneau he's my partner for a lot of stuff we do from big time productions We wrote a song called Freedom, and then we made a video, and we made the video in Queens Park prior to going to Ottawa, where they're having rallies there too. So we shot a video, a lot of people have seen it, it's done very well, and the the song's called Freedom by Best Damn Roofer. Uh, We used that video, uh, we released it before we left, and then we were using that to raise money for the truckers. So we raised a bunch of money, and we kind of went up there with all our flags, brought a bunch of friends, and joined the convoy. We were there for two weeks until the bitter end. We planned on staying there to the very end, and uh, we stayed there till they kicked us out. That's for sure. Took the <laughs> pepper spray to the face, a couple of billy clubs, and uh, you know we licked our wounds. Went back home, and uh, we regrouped, and we've been uh, rallying every weekend, and more than once a weekend since then.
0: So I had a mutual friend of ours, Big Bear, on the podcast, and he said, "You got to talk to Big Time."
1: Oh yeah, Big Bear's awesome.
0: So you were at the trucker convoy. What was it like being there in that atmosphere with everything that was going on?
1: Well, like I like to explain like what happened there to a lot of people. A lot of people are like, there's this energy they couldn't explain. Some people call it God. Some people call it a spiritual awakening. I call it more Canadian. But I've said it on a few podcasts and this, I always say the same thing. That it, human beings actually, when they leave, all the control of the tyrannic, tyrannic government they literally harmonize to and it's like perfection like human beings like you know in the middle of the street there's people cooking food for you everybody's hugging everyone's uh talking about you know they're basically healing each other you know we were supposed to stay six feet apart for two years and then cover your face and everyone dropped that we're not worried about sickness we're not scared we're just fuck it we are getting together whether you fucking like it or not we're waving our fucking flags we're throwing our masks in the garbage and we're giving out free food we're hugging we're sharing germs and it was just it was like everyone just gave up on the government push for the fear you know what i mean and it was like and some people really needed that it was like i never believed from day one that this virus was was something to be scared about like we had to fear and stay away from your family so our family was fortunate enough that we stayed together but in ottawa people needed that we came together by the millions And uh, to be part of that, I wish I was there the whole time. I was there for the last uh, two weeks, and it was actually one of the most remarkable things I've ever encountered in my lifetime.
0: I think that's something that Canada needs on a regular basis, and we need to be more patriotic in regular life on a daily basis. Um, I've, I've been saying it for years. I'm a little bit jealous of Americans sometimes because they're so patriotic. When their flag flies, they sit... It's it's different for them than it is for us.
1: I think it it was different. I think it's uh I think we're changing that. The movements changed that. I mean, some people get pretty mad about us flying a Canadian flag, but now when I see somebody with a Canadian flag, I'm like, yeah, like there's my boy. That's my family. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we've instilled the, what Canada's supposed to be. I think there was always a pride in there, but we just kind of let it slip away over the years. And uh, Ottawa, I, I say it again, born-again Canadian, right? Everyone saw what we're supposed to be, and, and patriotism uh, grew from that.
0: Well, it's, it's different when people see the quiet country get loud, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the nice people are starting to stand up and fight back, not physically, but as a, as a collective group, peacefully fighting back against the government. And, and the world kind of woke up to Canada, and we set a precedent for everybody else.
1: I think we're the first time in history where a million people got together in a three week period, protested. And I mean, as much as the mainstream media suggested what was going on and it wasn't happening, there's no there was any violence. There's no shootings. There's no fights. There was like and even there there were still people drinking like in the streets like they were, you know, everyone kept it down. But even with the drinking, there's still no violence. It was the one. It was a beautiful thing. Right. It was. And there was nobody falling over drunk. like You never. You had a couple guys chugging some beer here and there or smoking some reefer. Um, I literally smoked a joint on Parliament Hill. It was awesome. That was one of the greatest things I ever did. Fuck it, lit it right up on the front porch. Fuck it, right? And uh, I mean, I haven't smoked pot since Ottawa. It was one of my last times. I love smoking pot. I kind of quit drinking and smoking uh, since I was there because I've kind of took on this Took on this duty to, you know, cause awareness and bring awareness to uh, other people that don't see the light per se.
0: So, what do you classify as the light? Now, okay,
1: I'm going to break it down to you. There's three types of people that can see the light. There's three types of people in the world people that can see the light, people that can see when they're shown, and then there's those that will never see it all. And when I, over the two years, I knew how evil the government was. I, I literally felt it, but I didn't really, you know, say it was the devil. And then when I realized that there's like I call them serpents, the lizards, they're they're snakes. And then you're looking at the architecture of the parliament. It's actually Gothic Revival architecture. It's the same parliament that's in uh, France. That's in oh they, this, this this entity is design they have their design everywhere and the ottawa symbol have you seen it lately they changed it recently it's a big o but it has three leaflets on the side of that o and it looks like six 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 in itself Mm -hmm. but then they layer it on their parking meter so you see it's like six 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 and there's dragons and lizards on the fucking castle and this guy's trying to force your kids to take an experimental injection from a company that's not um it's not, uh, it it's not, um, liable for any, uh, injuries. And you're just like, these fuckers are, are ignorant. Like they're, they're the devil. And like when I, when I really, really realized how evil they were, that's when I saw the light. That's when I saw that there's only other one option to either join that side or I'm praying to God at this point. Yeah. Right. And, and I literally, I, I saw the, it's not the God you find in the book. I mean, that's a man written book. It's, it's the divine creator. You can call Mother Nature. You can call it, uh, you know, there's, there's something, a higher power that you're supposed to be good. And, and I felt that. And I know a lot of people felt that energy in Ottawa.
0: Well, I've never been a political guy. I've never really paid attention to anything that goes on. Um, when Justin Trudeau got voted in, I thought there was something a little weird. And then all of this happened. And then all of a sudden, I see myself watching that TV show CPAC for hours listening to legislature friggin' debates and, and watching live streams on YouTube of truckers waving flags and, and people hooting and hollering. And then you start diving in and you, and you you see what people are fighting for and what they're fighting against. And then you look at the people that are on the other side and then you do a little background check on them. And you're like, Oh shit.
1: Well, the WEF is involved. Like that's the world economic forum.
0: Yeah. And these people,
1: working for us which they're supposed to be that's what your government's supposed to be it's supposed to be working for the people they're working for some rich twisted and i usually don't swear as mr freedom but i'm i know this channel is a little bit uh you, you don't give a shit but they are some fucked up individuals in that group pardon my french i
0: i, I have been trying to keep my cussing down to a dull roar lately as well it, uh, I get there's a different demographic that listens to this show now. It's just not the fight people anymore. Like I, I get the sixty year olds that wanna wanna learn some stuff, or, or or Bible people that wanna tune in and see what the heck this guy's talking about. And you know what? Cuss words are just four letter words that some guy one day decided to say they that they were bad. Yeah, <laughs> realistically,
1: yeah, really, no. Um, but I have a lot of young kids watching my channel and I have a lot of, uh, I've inspired a lot of young, young people, as you can see with, uh, so on my channel, I keep the swearing right down. Um, and I try to, but I mean, when I talk to people face to face, I mean, sometimes it helps emphasize how you really feel about these people (laughs) a little left here, a little left there. Right. Well,
0: I, I, I. I would like the young people to to listen to these kind of shows and get some knowledge from them and just for the next generation coming up, you have children and I have children. They're probably all around the same age. I have a 2-year-old and a 12-year-old. My 12-year-old can sit down and and see things. like, oh, yeah, I don't want that. No. My 2-year-old has no idea. He doesn't care. He's just blasting his face into the wall, throwing rocks at stuff.
1: And that's what we have to do too. That's innocence. They don't know. They shouldn't they shouldn't have to be bombarded with, hey, you need you need a vaccine to go to school or you need a vaccine to play soccer and then be coursed into it at school, right? I mean the school board has gone, they've overstepped their boundaries, even with sexuality. I mean and it's just I think they should keep sex out of school. I don't need anybody teaching my kid about sex. I have five kids for myself, so I can teach them, you know, what it's all about, the birds and the bees. You know, I think they've overstepped their boundaries in a lot of states and in a lot of provinces here in Canada. And um, I pulled my two youngest from public school just from everything that was going on. They're too young and they're too easy to be sculpted into what the school board wants rather than what the parent wants, right? So I I took my kids out.
0: Wow, there's some weirdness going on, especially uh, once you hit the, the high school area. I know our our high school, not in my little town, but in the big in the bigger city just down the road. Um, there's something like sixty seven different LGBTQ groups. They got friggin' litter boxes in the bathroom. Now they're asking for dog bowls in the in the cafeteria. It's just pure insanity.
1: It's pure insanity. Like, and like, I like. I think it was Dave Shapiro said like, if you want to. Uh, say you're a wolf is it okay for me to get a tag to go shoot a wolf and then blow your brains out like no. that's how oh no that, that's not okay well then you're not a wolf then are you right like there's these arguments and it's like we're having this argument i don't even want my kids to be involved with these arguments right like i don't give a flying heck with your sexuality you want to be gay like i think to me there's three of them there's gay there's bi and then you got uh, transgender. Is that enough? I mean, I can't sit there, and, I, and you can't be offended if I don't know by looking at you. So if we meet each other, and I don't call you the specific pronoun, um, I don't know how. I, I personally don't know how we. I don't know your TikTok title that you changed last week.
0: Well, wow. I we're we're probably fairly close to the same age. I'll be forty years old this year. I believe. I just turned. You- buddy. Yeah, happy birthday. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but uh, our generation is different than the generation that's before us. I don't care if you're gay or you're straight or you identify as a woman and you want to walk around with a dress on. I could care less what you want to do with your <laughs> life.
1: But I don't think we should be like subjecting everyone that's, that you want to so they have to follow. So if I want to be, if I want to say my name is Roofer and Roofer Man and uh, you want to call me an idiot. Well, it's a free world, you call me an idiot, right? But I can't, I can't sit there and try to get so upset because you didn't go to what I want people to call me, right? So not like, I mean, maybe if you have a person like say me and you, we, we know each other, and I say, hey, Tanner, we even know each other, this is what I want you to call me. Okay, that's your friendship, and you'll understand that. But you can't expect people in society to understand, you know, your inner thoughts and what you want on just an engagement that happens on the street. Yeah, and it, it that
0: couldn't be offensive. That's just human etiquette, right? Well, over time, fifty years ago, this kind of stuff wasn't such a, an issue. No, um, I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not a doctor or a scientist, or I'm just an idiot that got punched in the face a lot in previous years. But there's got to be something that's been put in the food or put in the water because all of this <laughs> kind of stuff has just become brought right to the forefront forefront at the right time in the right area for a whole bunch of crap to happen all at once.
1: I think it goes along with people are really taking a lot of injections over the last 50 years. They got if you look at what the doctors give your kids? They want 40 shots before they're 12 years old or something like I mean, how much information do we have with these big companies that are pushing these medicines who's getting paid off? Is there really Somebody looking into how, you know, the size, the science being bought and not even, the, I'm not talking about the new one that came out. I'm talking about old vaccines that people get into this schedule of scheduling their vaccines. I mean, yeah. I was an age before it was cool with my children. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they need the mumps for Bella. I don't think we need this one. Uh, they'll all just get chicken pox. Let's just get chicken pox. We don't need chicken pox. You know, I just, we never really jumped on the bandwagon with, um, with that. But I mean, some people have, they trust medicine. And meanwhile, do you trust rich people? Great question. Do you question. trust rich people? Because rich people, I don't, don't really give a shit about me or my family. They give a hell about themselves and their money. So they'll do anything for the almighty dollar. So that's the way I always looked at it. I mean, I, maybe I'm old school, but my daddy raised me a little different. My mom, like, those people don't care about you. The queen don't care about you. The kings don't care about you. They give You are just a pawn, Right. Life's like a game of chess, right? You can figure out where you put you, where you are, right? She can move every direction. I can only move forward if I'm lucky.
0: Well, the interesting thing about all these vaccines is they're all by free will. We don't have mandatory vaccinations in Canada. We never have. No. Well, except for recent history with uh, Justin Trudeau and the federal government wanting to mandate COVID-19 vaccines.
1: The only vaccine I had to take mandatory when I was, uh, and I'll be honest with you, it was in a plea, when I was on the fire department. <laughs> they required you to get your hep C's, right? Because you were working with people with hep C's. But these these vaccines have been tested, um, tried and true. And honestly, I quit the fire. I took one as there's three of them you had to take. I was just like, ah, yeah, I'm good. And they're like, oh, no, they need to take them to go to Mexico. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I just never, I only took the one dose. And I was like, this feels weird. Like, I just never into it. I just never, I'm still here. My kids are still here. We don't take anything.
0: Um, uh, and uh, I I was vaccinated for uh, chickenpox. Guess what I got? Chickenpox. Yeah. You
1: yeah. know what? I've never got chickenpox. Really? Never had it, man. I've been around people with chickenpox. pox have never gotten it.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I believe it was Klaus Schwab who said uh, the best vaccine for anything like that is just to get it.
1: Oh, it was actually not Klaus Schwab. It was um, Dr. Fauci.
0: Oh, Fauci, not close. Sure. shared
1: that video, and then when I shared it on Instagram, it literally gave me a warning. and said, make sure this, what you're sharing is factual information. It gave me a fact-checker's warning. I'm like, it's from the main... It like, it's so ass-backwards, it's unbelievable. So the Dodgers... Because, what this was recorded 12 years ago, so science changes with enough money, obviously, right? So... That is now not. That's not a factual thing to say.
0: I took a, a screenshot of the twelve hundred and some odd side effects that Pfizer released, and I posted that on my Instagram, and I got a seven day ban for spreading uh, COVID disinformation. Isn't it crazy? How do you get banned for that?
1: <laughs> that now that's the problem with these big companies. So. Visors not allowed to market their product; it's illegal. So they got our government to actually market this product for them, and using all these companies because it's illegal for a company to to do that. So they sponsored they sponsored like news broadcasting stations. They just inadvertently sponsored this, right? They you know they can't; they're not allowed to push their drugs on people, right? There's, I mean, I'm not a lawyer by any chance, but I know legally they're not allowed to push their vaccine. So they used all these other entities like. Facebook, Instagram, uh, and then when of the course any adverse side effects, they then use these fact checkers that have, I mean, there's no really credibility to them. It's just basically a leftist opinion. We all know that by now, so and, and we and we just accepted it, and no, and it, and it, the freedom of speech got dismantled, the Bill of Rights got dismantled just in that uh, in that topic alone, and and we have like I mean I hope there's one and one day there's people accountable for all these actions, but. Um, That being said, I mean, who knows? Because these are such powerful companies and they're rich. So rich people, like we said earlier, don't care about us. I mean, once we realize that, you kind of get a good idea what's what's in store.
0: Well, realistically, if humanity doesn't stand up and just fight back, they're just going to run over us with vaccines and they they'll do Bill Gates' depopulation plan the the great reset book by Klaus Schwab will will come true and uh we'll all be living on a universal income in dormitories and uh basically zoned into the metaverse all day and doing nothing that's crazy, eh <laughs> nuts I, I don't know if you i sorry what'd you say
1: I'm not looking forward to that kind of life.
0: No. I, I don't know if you ever took the time to read the book, The Great Reset.
1: We have. We've bought knowledge books, my wife and I. Yeah. So uh, I'm I, I just.
0: I always post a link for a free copy of that book because I don't want anybody making any money off of that. So if you guys go to the link in the bio for this show, you'll be able to read The Great Reset, read that book, and just look at the complete insanity that's written on paper. It's nuts. So we circle back, and, and the trucker convoy. It happens. You guys are there for a real, like a fairly long time. Um, the government deems it as a hostile takeover. There's homeless people getting robbed. There's fires being lit, peeing on statues, uh, people being assaulted, um, threats of rape, and uh, probably one of the biggest accusations is that you guys were all Nazis.
1: Yeah. And I think it came out that the photographer that took that photo was actually Justin Trudeau's personal photographer. And the guy carrying the flag was actually in an area of the building that he couldn't, it wasn't allowed to be, it was segregated up. So it was almost like a staged photo. And there was another guy with the rebel flag that like he entered the crowd and they were told to leave, like, so anything like these, like, I mean, I was there the one day, and some guy showed up with a support eighty-one jacket. I'm like, take that thing off, get the fuck out of here, man! I told him to leave. Like, well, what do you mean, man? I'm like, the supports that, that organization has had so much trouble over the years. That's not what we're about. I mean, like, so take that support Hell's Angels jacket off. Not, put a Canadian flag on, man. Yeah. Right. Sorry about that. That jacket, but take it off. And so I made a live. Right? He wouldn't leave, and he was, and that was. The day that was after the protest already was shut down so it was a week after we went back up to ottawa and they were doing a pray for ukraine uh vigil on the front lawn of parliament and we were on wellington street and ctv was there and this guy kind of like moseyed on up to our crowd be like, oh no he's a good guy i'm like well if he's a good guy he could take off the sport 81 jacket before yet it's a group i'm painting kids faces here and there you could just tell he just wanted to get a photo with me i just lit him up and put it right live on my facebook like i'm like anybody or uh an organized uh with that organization wouldn't be there anyway wearing their gear or anyone that supports an illegal organization um so then it happened even to me personally there's always trying to someone to try to make the movement look bad and it was definitely like a, a troll right
0: so there there i heard a story of a biker convoy that was going to show up to ottawa is that happening
1: it, it's going to happen it's going to happen this weekend or next weekend
0: is that a great idea
1: well no, they're li- they're not like the bike <laughs> is that a great idea. So they're not actually they're not actually like blockading the street. What they're doing is they're doing a roll through Ottawa. Okay. Um, and it's led by some of the some of the bikers, they're just bikers, they're not wearing their colors, they're not like hell's angels and red devils and all the other names that go along with it. Um, they're literally just guys that like riding bikes. And they're gonna go drive their bikes. A lot of these are veterans and they're gonna lay a wreath on the war memorial on that day so hi oh there's little rhyme right there Yeah, has my son there <laughs> um <laughs> right. uh, okay it's, uh, i'll be down in a bit <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's my youngest one <laughs> so they're they're their plan is to just roll through town so they've asked they've asked no cars join their convoy no because they don't want uh oh we oh, yeah, got one more say hi. hi all right that's enough and uh and then there's a they got a permit to protest on parliament hill so there will be a lot of the convoy uh are the i don't like to call them protesters because we're not um just freedom now you want to say freedom fighters because then they got that now you're being negative freedomers right (laughs) we're gonna meet up parliament and we're gonna um protest that day as well after the race but that's nothing to do with the biker rally.
0: Okay. I'm glad the biker thing was explained to me a little bit better because when somebody says, yeah, we got a biker convoy showing up to Ottawa. My first thought is one, that's not a great idea. And two, if those green men show up and line up against these guys, it's on. Oh yeah. And that won't end well.
1: No. So it's, um, they don't want, and they like, they, so Neil's the one guy kind of heading this and he's a vet. So he's a, He's got his vet stuff on with leather, with the leather vest. Like, so they're kind of like, a lot of them are vet- veterans. Um, so it's, they want to keep it peaceful. They don't want any fuck Trudeau signs. They don't want to give that bad image. They want to keep it, um, you know, very, very peaceful. So that's that's their main goal. I've listened to a bunch of them speak, and they're going to keep it that way. I mean, I think we've sustained peace for this long with our rallies. Doing it again is just the, that's what we do.
0: Now, do you think at some point that the peace is going to end with this stuff and it's going to turn nasty?
1: Uh, depends. Um, I don't think with the freedom rally per se, but, I mean, there's been talk of retired uh, retired uh, military, uh, retired RCMP, retired police officers. I mean, you've heard the one MP speaking out, or he's going to be uh, um, uh, in the running for MP. <laughs> His name's not coming to me, but I think it's out in Alberta. He kind of made a post last week about how they're going to try. And, and he didn't say it would be a, like a militant style, but I think they're going to try to, like, come up with charges and press charges and do their own, um, basically put law into their own hands, like, uh, for the country of Canada. And I, I, know, I know it kind of sparked fear in a lot of people, like, that's not what we're doing um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm not sure what happens. I don't see any of it coming out of our, our rallies. I mean, we keep very peaceful the, even the one we did last week in Niagara Falls, the police were there, they did their job. They kept their oath. They were there to keep peace. They were there helping us with our march through town. They weren't on no one's side. They were just, uh, keeping peace. But I think even some of these police officers, you know, they want their country back too.
0: Right. So any... Any awake Canadian is gonna want their country back at this point. We've we've sat through enough. We've put the masks on. We've taken the masks off. A lot of people took the shots. A lot of people are sick from the shots. I I personally know some kids that are very sick from the shots. Um, we've 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 had enough. Enough's enough. How do we end it?
1: Well, I mean, I'm I'm just a roofer and a guy that uh, likes to bring people together, with you know, and giving out hugs and uh, you know, keeping the peace. I think, and I try to explain to people if we just stand up together by the, if we all come together by the millions and show the world how, like, I mean, everyone's standing up now. We we can there's there's actually strength in numbers. There's fewer of them than there are of us. Like a, a non-confidence vote, we get millions of people marching the streets of Ottawa. Are they going to release the army on us? I mean, I know they passed the bill. They've already did it once, but that's because we blockaded the streets. They had an excuse. But what happens if we just go on foot? There's millions of us. Will the, will the army actually turn on the people? Like, there's not enough police officers. Do they start shooting people that start to march peacefully, waving a Canadian flag. Like, I mean, they might get to the point where if people are going to start losing their houses uh, here. There be know that like, there's the country's about to fall. Like, if you. Go to the grocery store. you go to buy groceries for your family. Some people are going to lose their houses. They can't afford to live in Canada. It's crazy how expensive it is. Your hydro bills, your mortgage, your food, uh, anything you want to do is just through the roof.
0: I personally don't think the Canadian military will turn on the people. Their literal job is to protect the people. That's what they're hired for. That's what they're paid to do. They're not paid to protect government.
1: The well, I hope they step up. That would, be, that would be a significant thing if we had the military say, hey, the Charter of Rights has been broken. The Bill of Rights has been broken. Somebody needs to be held accountable. And these people in politics are, are all accountable. No one did anything over the last two years in that House of Commons except for one guy that I'll stand up for and give him the thumbs up is Randy Hillier. He's the only guy that went to jail. God bless his soul. He was on the streets every day. And that man um he is uh he is a gem i'll say that and okay. he gets my vote any day of the week
0: i got a couple more things i want to run through with you and then I'll, I'll let you go hang out with your kids um at the the trucker convoy there was a select few people that were posed as the leaders um i don't really consider them the leaders i would probably put that more on people like yourself uh chris sky big bear the people that were actually there doing something: um, Tamira Lynch, um, Chris Barber, who I actually know—he um, lives an hour away from me. Fantastic human being. And the other guy that I think's a government plant—I can't remember his name now. Um, George? No. Pat. Pat King. Um, what are what are your thoughts on those three individuals that were were picked out and, and called leaders? Well, I never met
1: them, right? So I never seen them there. I like I never actually physically seen them there. And I would do twelve hours a day. I knew they were there. I'd watch their podcast. Um, but some of the truckers that I was with, like Big Blue and 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 and, uh, and Tyler, you said they like I was right front Parliament every day, and those trucks there, they never met them either. They never knew who they were. Um, but I mean, doesn't mean I, I just don't know much about them. Like I. Um, so I never got, like, I went to the jail the one day and we, we protested outside for Tamara. Um, but, um, yeah, i I can't, I can't really say much on that topic. I mean, that they were just, they were visually there online for me to, uh, look at and watch their videos. Right. So they were the, you know, they had popular videos. I mean, they became kind of the spokesperson, uh, of the uh, rally, but there was all, I mean, they could have, I'm not sure who started it. Um, because we had tons of convoys come from our area, it's just uh, it was. It's hard to say uh, on that uh, who who was uh, if they were the ones behind it all, or if there was somebody else. I think it was an Americans people behind it, kind of giving us the push. Was my my outtake of it all, right? There had to have been some kind of little kick to get this started, which I wasn't there for the beginning of the rally, right? Okay.
0: Well, what so point I, did you show up then? What's that? What point did you show up to the rally at?
1: i showed up uh, i think it was two weeks into the rally i was there for the last two weeks put it that way right the last two weeks were there so um and i was going to rallies prior to that so at home when it was going on i was having rallies at my kids school when i pulled my kids out um for the mask mandates and i held a rally at the school um i helped a friend of mine who lost his job as a firefighter uh, run a a rally up by the Niagara health building uh, on shemong parkway Um, so i was working here just kind of building a little momentum, and we took a little convoy up to Ottawa, and, and we are hoping it was going to last longer. So we rented our Airbnb for a month, and uh, we ended up uh, staying for uh, the two weeks and then doing some more work up there, and then going back up uh, a week after they shut it down to do the Million Man March.
0: Um, so I told my wife uh, a couple of days ago, I was, uh, I'm doing a podcast with a, with a guy. who goes by the name Mr. Freedom. She's like, who yeah. is that? I showed her a picture of you with the face paint on. It was the, the with the white streak down the middle and the the red and the blue on each side. Long hair flailing all over the place, big beard, fur coat on. She goes, "Who is that?" William Wallace. And I said, "That's exactly who he is."
1: They call me Braveheart. Everyone. That's Braveheart, right? <laughs> That's just a compliment to me.
0: All right. It's a great, It's an amazing <laughs> compliment. Great, great compliment
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i thought it was funny though I, was, I, I didn't even think of it but that's exactly who this guy is
1: <laughs> yeah, i'm a huge braveheart fan i love that movie it's one of my favorite movies and uh um but braveheart had enough of uh the english right
0: yeah
1: <laughs> not there yet <laughs> um i'm still about hugs not slugs yeah not yet
0: <laughs> could happen who knows uh, let's get into uh, a little bit about pierre you have you been fairly outspoken about him as of uh re- recent date
1: you know what I, I i gave a chance and then i got i looked into a few things i actually met him i went to his one of his his meet and greets and it was at shoeless joe's in hamilton and people piled in i think people were just so desperate and this is how these wef guys worked these these people behind the scenes, they give you somebody like Justin Trudeau that you're so sick and tired of. And we were just looking for somebody besides him. Doesn't matter who. They're bl- We were blinded by just, you know, blinded by anything but just this he's this is the gotta be the guy. So I did a little bit of research. He was on um, he was I used the Wayback Machine. And it was from something I saw on Rumble. So I made another video that showed how you could search up. And in April of 2021, his name was on the WEF file. Uh, he does speak out against it. The other day, he's like, oh, they just put my name on, ask for them to take it off. I just nonchalantly, right? And then even this week, his new campaign manager, John Baird, is like right on the farm. He's part of WEF. These people are so saturated. So, of course, they want him to get voted in. They've talked about it. Klaus Schwab has talked about penetrating the cabinet. So... I mean, I can't tell people not to believe in what they believe in, but let's just take a step back here, and you tell me, do you believe that a politician wouldn't lie? <laughs> okay? So let's stop believing in politicians. This system is designed so the system always wins. We can't use the system to defeat the system. We have to, and that's why if we come together, I'm not sure what the, uh, the end result will be, but I know they're so scared when we come together, they had to invoke the war act. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how scared they are. So what we're doing, we're doing something right. And I mean, I'm, I'm no politician by any means. I'm no leader by any means. I'm just a guy that loves his country and loves the people in it. And Pierre-Paul Vier is just another person that's been in politics for 20 years. And I asked you and I asked everyone else, what did he do for your families besides get her raised twice in two years? What did he do for us? Did he did he talk bad about Trudeau in the parliament and then they go have lunch together? That's the guy who pays his bills. We gotta look at what this thing's about. It's a facade. This dark emblem, they all sit behind that dark tower, that gothic architecture, that satanic ritual, and they sit there and they pull the wool over everybody's eyes. So we really have no choice but to keep standing up. I don't have an answer in a politician. And I know I let a lot of people down by talking bad about them. But I really don't have any faith in the man. And when I shook his hand, felt like I was shaking a snake.
0: So let's break the situation down a little bit then. So with Justin Trudeau and Jabmeet Singh making the, the coalition, we're pretty much hooped until 2025. <laughs> Unless we can get a no confidence vote, which is going to be very hard with the liberals and the NDPs teamed up together. Who do we have that can run? Okay, well, I'll go back a little bit more. I think Justin Trudeau is going to step down within the next 365 days. Wonderful. And then I think Christia Freeland takes over, who is probably 50 times worse than Justin. Oh,
1: worse. She's a Nazi. (laughs)
0: She's insane.
1: Call call me Nazi, out in uh... Ottawa, so I can rightfully call her one back.
0: So I think she, her and, and, uh, and Singh will be running the country probably within the next 365 days. That means we still have two more years that we have to deal with this nonsense before we can get an election. Um, realistically, do I think an election is going to solve anything? Maybe for six months, but it's just going to go right back to where we were before. Unless... We can either wake one of them up or get somebody in there that can actually win.
1: And even like, so state 2025, what the damage they can do is it's it's beyond repair at that point. Um, I mean, that's why we, I think if we stand together, state and citizens to get the attention of the military, the military can, I mean, not say martial law, but we can just, the military can be controlled the country for a while, so we can find out what went on. Who's accountable for all this stuff? Like, I'm going to go back to the fundamental rights that we're supposed to have as Canadian citizens, and why isn't nobody accountable for destroying this thing? That's the uh, that's the highest law in the country, um, and it's literally been thrown out the window, and no one's going to have any repercussions. We have to stand up as people to to get something done to make people accountable. I mean. Imagine I didn't have any account- accountability for having me in a roofing company. You hire me, it leaks, whatever. <laughs> it's- you know what I mean? Like, we're all accountable as Canadian citizens. We're so much, whether it be driving, not drinking and driving, keeping your license, keeping your car in order, your business in order, paying your taxes. We are accountable for so many things on so many levels then a politician. Isn't like we have to restructure a polit- political law so that they have to follow. So if they don't, follow we can have them removed immediately Um, a comedian once said politicians are like underwear you change them often or they start to stink you know exactly
0: what a lot of people don't quite realize is, is what happened in Ottawa with the convoy if that situation had have actually got violent the people at the convoy would have steamrolled that line no problem we're talking about a million people versus maybe a thousand yeah would have steamrolled that line. Didn't happen. The 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 peaceful people at the convoy got shot with rubber bullets, tear gas, hit with clubs, beat up by cowards. Oh, exactly. I was there. I'm guessing you got hit.
1: I got pepper sprayed. I was right beside. I think it's Alexis or Alexa from Rebel News. Yep. With the French accent. I was probably about 12 feet away and it, wham, it went off and it hit her right in the she was falling her eyes out obviously and it hit her right in the inside of the thigh with a canister. Boom. Just because they they literally targeted her for speaking out against the government. Like we had, and then I had Candy, the indigenous woman, I helped paint her face because she was there um, on behalf of the children. Um, literally helped her paint her face with a red hand over her face yeah. and they trampled her. They trampled a small little lady and it was like and, and there's nobody this goes back to accountability like we have the right to peaceful protests and they they've actually tried to take that away from us where we need to get a, a permit to protest like how ridiculous is that so you want to protest your government you got to get permission first
0: Well, like, to, to even talk <laughs> on, on a, to even talk on a TV station and and do the news now you have to have a license. <laughs> and the only news source that we had in Canada that was actually doing like speaking truth was Rebel News, who was yeah. denied a license. Oh yeah, so they got
1: denied.
0: I see this playbook and, and that they're going off of, and this playbook is actually being played out a couple days in advance in the Ukraine right now with uh, with Zelensky, where they're they're canceling news any news that says anything different than what the government says, it's canceled. Yep. You can't hear it. So if we actually start paying attention, people need to learn to decipher mainstream media. Let's start there. there there's to be a frigging college course on this because they tell you exactly what they're going to do.
1: We should just get rid of them in general. It should be, it should be illegal for them to broadcast fear, hate and propaganda. I mean, that's a tool. It's a weapon. They've weaponized it. I mean, when people will live in fear, they're easily to control. I mean, that's the oldest story in the book, right? You fear that you, you make them fear. You do whatever you want. Someone's in fear; will go and run. And they'll go wherever you tell them to. That's what that's what sheep work. That's why they got the dog. they scared. They're scared of that dog. They'll mm-hmm. run wherever the dog tells them to go.
0: It's simple. Well, the whole timeline from the trucker convoy to being the main focal point on TV to one day it's gone, and then we're talking about the war in Russia, Vladimir Putin. Single-handedly ended COVID in forty-eight hours, and then yep. the Oscars came, and Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, and then all of a sudden we don't talk about the war in the Ukraine anymore. We got Will Smith and Chris Rock on Fox News. What the hell?
1: And Will Smith was on Epstein Island before. No one talks about that. Everyone still likes the guy. Like hey, anyone that promotes a guy that kidnaps children and rapes them, the why aren't why aren't these people in jail? That uh, Maxwell, um, it's Maxwell, right? Uh, just lame. Yeah. Um, she got charges, and all these people. So she got found guilty. Everyone has this information of who partaked in and soliciting underage prostitutions that were kept there under their will, and no one's talking about that. Like, let's worry about Chris Rock. That that slap was fake. I mean, these are two actors acting. If you get if you're that blind, like, just shut your TV up at this point. And I wouldn't even watch that. My wife came down. Like, look at Will Smith slap them. I'm, like, I'm not doing it, Tanya. I'm not listening to the Will Smith thing. It's not real. She's like, no, look. I'm like, it's fake. Stop. It never, he never slapped them. They're friends. They're just getting paid to do another job.
0: Well, you watch that thing in slow motion. They're both laughing as Will Smith turns around and walks away. Well,
1: you're a fighter. You know if I slapped you, your right foot would go right to the back and you'd fall down, and you'd put your hand up to block it. You wouldn't go like this to to go in the motion of the slap. Anyone,
0: it's human nature to raise your hand if
1: someone raises a hand at you. It just happens, right? Unless you're practicing and you're wanting to act.
0: Well, listen, if I was on stage at the Oscars and I just made fun of a man's wife, and that man, six foot three, 220 pounds, and he starts walking up on stage towards me, I'm getting ready to go. Yeah. He stood
1: there and waited and, like, and then he moved to the right and followed the slap. It's the oldest thing. If you go watch how to do a fake punch and how Hollywood does it, they have the camera angle. They don't show you any other camera angle but from the back. I mean, it's pretty. And you can watch it in slow motion. You're seeing someone get slapped in slow motion. Their lips sit there are on Their cheeks jiggle. Yeah. It doesn't
0: happen. It's go, fake. Go watch Shorty, all these people, right? Go watch 38 seconds of WWE and tell me if that slap was real.
1: Some people think the WWE is still real. That's a sad part of society. It's heartbreaking.
0: Wow, those guys, those men and women are actually legitimate athletes who get beat up by getting slammed on their head. But no, it's not real. It's fake.
1: It's it's, it's entertainment, right? And that's what uh, that's what all these companies are. They're not even news outlets anymore. They're actually listed as our new. they entertainment companies, right? Exactly.
0: So i will let you get out of here we i've almost, i've tied you up for over an hour whether we've been talking on here for an hour or not i have no idea but uh i really appreciate your time today is there anything you want to shout out and get and get out there right now um,
1: yeah. um we are going to be in new Lister uh this weekend um that's uh, north of north bay it's northern ontario we'll be doing a a rally there. I'll be performing. We got Dave from live from the shed. Excuse me, Dave from live from the shed. Um, a bunch of other speakers and a bunch of food and uh, it's going to be a wild party.
0: And uh, right. you've got the, the jujitsu fight coming up. When is that? Where is it? And how can we watch it?
1: Oh, um, I'll have that on my channel. So at best Damn Rivers, one of my channels. They can follow for some entertainment. I do a lot of comedy. It's a little outlandish. It's crazy. So it's not real. It's just me being, uh, you know, me being me and having fun with it. And Mr. Freedom is my other channel, so you can follow on, and I'll probably be posting it on both of those. The Fight's in Florida. It's with uh, a fellow uh, roofer named uh, Lee Haight. He runs the uh, Blue Collar um, Construction Conference that's big in Florida. because Florida's the roofing state of the world, and uh, that's where everyone goes to get trained on leads and sales. So we're going down there to do some teaching, and then we wanted to entertain a little bit. And we thought we'd uh, have some uh, kind of fights because we have Daniel Cormier going to be there. Everyone knows who he is. He'll be speaking. A bunch of uh, a couple other guys that have some big names, a wrestler and stuff, that are going to be there. And then I'm I'm the big name of the roofing industry, so they have me there to speak to people as well.
0: That'll be cool. And if people want to reach out and uh, and talk to you, how can they find you? Social media.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty am uh, pretty big on social media. Uh like I do TikTok, uh for Best An roofer, uh Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and then Mr. Freedom is only Facebook and Instagram. I can only do so many pages it's hard to keep up with everything.
0: Yeah. Um I'd like to thank everybody that helps me with this show, keep it going. On it, Rampage Coffee, Omega Performance. <laughs> uh tko beard sovereign extracts usg canada and infowarsstore.com guys head over there and make a purchase they've got all the t-shirts on sale right now they're selling them at cost get the alex jones's right shirt it's pretty awesome it's infowarsstore.com uh mr freedom thank you very much for your time today i really appreciate it i had a great time talking to you
1: thank you brother thanks for having me on there
0: guys Make sure you hit me with a subscribe and a like on Rumble. I do not have the YouTube following anymore. It's gone. They banned me on there. No more TikTok. Instagram's gone. So follow me on Rumble or BitChute, or uh, you can still get the show in the audio version on iTunes and Spotify. They won't kick me off. We're out.